Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, Angels came and ministered unto him. I have a place here in this church where when I pray, the Lord speaks to me clearly about this congregation and about this opportunity to minister to you. And the Lord began to speak to me about the ministry of angels. And I I want to preach on this Sunday morning that that we should consider consider the angels we do not worship the angels we do not pray to angels but we worship God we seek the face of God and I believe that there are according to scripture ministering angels in fact I feel them in this place right right now I feel I feel the presence of God. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you that you have and that you are going to meet with us in this building. I believe your glory is in this room. It's here because people have been going through trial, but they're still magnifying you and they're still honoring your word. They're They're seeking your face. And I feel your presence. I feel your your glory. And I believe, oh God, that there are ministering angels. I pray that we would feel your presence so strong. Let every man, every woman that's in this building feel the presence of God and respond to the Word of God. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let everyone say amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, consider the angels. My grandfather, my father's father, left home when he was just a very young man. It was an abusive situation for anyone that might think By looking at me from an outside perspective, his pedigree must be polished. It's absolutely inaccurate. I'm one generation removed from a grandfather who left home at 14 because the abuse at home was so bad. He headed out on his own in a time when this world was quite different than it is now and yet still very much the same as it is now. 
Because how many know there's been a sin issue for a long time? He did not know anything as far as what many of us would know in mature Christianity or to be spiritually mature. He did not know much about God, although I believe he believed in God. Trusted that there was a God. But it was not until many years later that he would really even come to know the Lord. In fact, it was my, my uncle, his oldest son, that first stumbled into a tent revival. And there in a tent revival was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. It was a spiritual encounter that Encounter that I believe every person is meant to experience. But it was so consuming of my uncle. It so changed him that he began to be a witness. He he could not keep it silent. What he had felt and what he had experienced. It in fact prompted him towards family evangelism. My grandmother began to serve God. My Father began to serve God. Although some do not like or agree with it, we have great context from Scripture that a part of serving God is coming together with His body. That's why church is not something that we easily brush off for we forsake not the assembling together of the congregation. And so as they begin to serve the Lord, My grandfather struggled based on some addiction he had and I think some guilt that he carried from his childhood. He struggled to believe that God could forgive him. For it's one thing to hear it read to you from the Holy Writ that he is faithful and just to forgive. How many know it's one thing to hear, it's another to accept? I cannot only hear the word, I must apply the word. But as he began to age in light, he was secretly and privately honoring God. And it began to be revealed that he indeed did have a love for God and the things of God. He began to work through his own guilt. He was faithfully paying his tithes, faithfully giving offerings to the church long before he ever started attending But it was in the latter part of his life, he was dealing with some heart complications. He had come, he had given his heart to the Lord. And that's a unique place to find yourself. You've given your heart to the Lord and your physical heart begins to go bad. And There's a story that was passed on to me since I was a child of my grandfather late in life. Not not having all those decades of relationship with God, but only that last sliver of his life. Aren't you thankful for a God that will let you in even even in the last moments of your life to find His grace and His mercy? That story that was given to me, my grandfather, such a believer in the Lord at this latter part of his life, he had undergone a heart operation and was laying in the hospital bed. And and he was there laying and, and... 
He told the story of a cold that came upon his body that, that he could not shake. He said, I, I needed a blanket, but I could not call a nurse and no one seemed to be there. He said, and I, I began to cry out to God. He said, I, I began to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I'm so cold. I'm, I'm so cold. And here my grandfather that, that was not a deacon. He, he, he was not the superintendent of the Sunday school. He, he, was, he was not an usher. He, he was barely a faithful member. But he said, as I cried to God, he heard my cry. With tears streaming down his cheeks, he told my grandmother, who told my father, who told me. He said, I watched what must have been an angel walk into the room. He said, and that angel walked across that hospital room. He said, and when some might have thought to be frightened, he said, I felt a peace. He said, and that angel came and wrapped itself over me. He said, I had never felt a warmth like the warmth I felt in that moment. There are some things that are unexplainable for many of us in this room. We go immediately, well, that seems a little bit mystical or that seems a little bit spooky. I, I don't. I just think it sounds like a God who knows where we are and knows what we need and when we need it. For rattled across this room, while there not, might not be many, there are some that would be able to lift a hand and share a similar story of a time that an angel appeared or you felt, as it were, something that was, that was there. And, and the Bible tells us, in fact, that we, that we should probably be careful, the book of Hebrews 4, we even have the opportunity to entertain angels unaware. Be careful how you treat strangers. For sometimes there are angels in your presence that are unaware. Now, we've all had the place and I've, I've poked a little fun at myself at times and teased with others. Have you ever prayed that prayer? God, I'd like to see an angel. You ever prayed that? Close your eyes real tight. God, I'd just like to see what. Just open your eye real slow. And if you're crying real good and you open real slow, maybe the streak of the light. <laughs> Sorry, that's just normal. But it's not about seeing angels. It's about righteous living. It's not about entertaining angels to serve angels. It's about serving God and angels being in the presence of God. And there is a scriptural precedent for angels. Now according to the text we can break them down a few ways and, and you can look at uh, what we'll call archangels or as some scholars are absolutely, they're absolutely adamant that it should be archangels which to me, actually studying Israel in the early building would make more sense than archangels. Seems a derivative of our English, but it, that doesn't really matter. And unless you want to take a course, you probably don't care. Is it the archangels? Since most of the room says that, I'll say that. Archangels? How about the cherub? Or the eum, making the plurality, the cherubim? Or how about the seraphim of Isaiah with two? They did cover their face with two. They did cover their feet and with two they did fly. 
There seems to be some sense of understanding throughout the book of Ezekiel. The average reader struggles with Ezekiel because Ezekiel is not average. <laughs> I do think that men have taken it upon themselves to try to place some dramatic hierarchy in the sense of angelic beings. I think that we better be very careful when we add to Scripture what is not there so that we can somehow mysticize what is meant to be spiritual. Here's what I know. There are angels that are drawn to obedience to the Word of God. That's what I know. That's what I can prove. And there are angels who will guard against disobedience. It is in Genesis chapter 3 where we, we really we catch the first peak of the angel. How many remember in Genesis 3 and 24 that it was there at the east of Eden where there were cherubim placed. And, and it seems to reason that there were two cherubim placed and not them alone, but a flaming sword that was there moving every which way. After Adam and Eve had partaken of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they, they were not supposed to have partaken and evil entered into the world. And then there was a guarding against the tree of life so that evil might not be able to abound by partaking of the tree of life. I'll pause here on a Sunday morning and say, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. We either serve the word of God and God or we serve the world. We cannot serve both. So what do we see here in the cherub? And people have tried to reason and write and scholars have tried to argue about who was in fact Lucifer. What was the enemy of the serpent? And if you'll allow me, I think the greatest way to prove Scripture is with Scripture. And so we're going to go into the text a little bit. I want to start by reading you something that was spoken in 1 Samuel chapter 15, and I'll read verse 22, and I'll read verse 23, but these might be some good scriptures to highlight or to at least make a notation of because they are not only spiritual, but they are practical for our life. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Please watch this in verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Isn't obedience Better than sacrifice, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Okay, pastor, you said it three times. What are you saying? The prophet said, rebellion attracts demonic forces. That's what witchcraft is. I'm not, I'm not going to go along with that word of God. Then be prepared to attract spirits. It was the introduction in Genesis, what every mature believer in here knows, the introduction of hell's ugly lips ever catching the ears of sweet Eve were this question of the word of God. 
twist the word of God. It's played out again in our opening chapter of Matthew chapter 4 from our opening text today. It was not that he was going to completely remove the word of God. It was that he was going to twist and bring into some perverted view the word of God. It's written that, that the angels, if you just, just, just go ahead and cast yourself down, for the angels themselves will have to come and, and keep you up. And the Lord had to look at him and say no you're taking the word of God and trying to tempt God with it the word of God ladies and gentlemen as elementary as this might seem to some the word of God should never be used to tempt against the Lord you cannot use his word against him doesn't matter how you pray God you said take him at his word but make sure when you pray God you said that he actually said it And it's not just something you've interpreted down through the years. Look at Isaiah chapter 14 with me, if you will. Isaiah 14, I will read verses 12 through 15. I hope it's okay. You just handle a little text here this morning for a little bit. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will Ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. No, you won't. Ye yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. The spirit of Lucifer, the actions of Lucifer are to exalt himself into equality with God. Not only will he share his glory with no man, he will not share it with the angels. The angels were created to worship him. This is the one place we get in trouble when we blame everything on the flesh. And I've been guilty and you've been guilty. But talk to me about Lucifer's flesh when he fell. There's something deeper than this flesh. There's something on the inside. There there is a spirit that has to be guarded. And I'm telling you as surely as Lucifer, this angel, this fallen angel, and the third that went with him, as surely not only was he within himself given to his own beauty and his own extravagance, but therewith manipulated a third of the angels to fall with him. So you've got to be careful. Here's what I, the way I would try to tell you. There are angels of God that are drawn to obedience to the Word of God, but there are fallen angels that are drawn to rebellion. And we often talk about entertaining angels unaware. But I would ask us the question today, which ones are we entertaining? When you watch it, which... When you talk it, when you act it, when you live it, which angels are we entertaining? Because whether you want to believe it or not, I believe there is a heaven and I believe that there is a hell. And whether you want to admit to it or not, and whether the world wants to acknowledge it, I believe that there is one that sits upon a throne and I believe that there are angels that are... I don't believe that this is a bunch of hocus pocus. I don't believe, but I do believe that there are demonic forces that are at work. But I've got good news for you. For every one of them, there's at least two. 
for every one of them there's at least two and I've read the scholars work on trying to number here's what I do know there are more that are for us than them that be against us I know everything might not be working your way, but I got good news for you. If you'll honor God, he will be drawn to your praise and the angels come with the presence of God. And they will fight on your behalf. They will be there for you. But war in the heavenlies is not new. Starting that study, Brother Ross on Revelation Think of this, Revelation 12, 7 through 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the world. He he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before God day and night. Pastor, what are you saying? If there is an accuser in your life, it is not from God. If there is an accuser in your life, it is not from God. If you've got something trying to talk to you, telling you your family cannot succeed, your marriage cannot thrive, your children will never be saved, I want you to hear me and hear me clearly. That is not a voice from heaven. That is a voice that has been cast down. And you need to get your eyes off of that and you need to lift your eyes up to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. Come on, I feel like an Old Testament battle right now. Let our eyes be open that we may see that the hillside be covered with those that are ready to fight on behalf of his people. So what's that mean in the hierarchy of angels? What's that mean? What's what's that mean in cherubim? What's that mean for us? I thought that was for Valentine's Day. False. About those cherubs at the east that were guarding. Because the way to life is meant to be guarded. Flaming sword, you can follow it. You can follow it through scripture. The ministers of flaming sword. What are those cherubs? I know, I know this much. I know that when they begin to, 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 to beat the, the ark into place and they begin to fix that mercy seat that there was divine instruction that they were to try, try to somehow symbolize through those two gold-beaten, uh, hammered cherubs that would, that would be there, the wings that would look and the eyes would look down at mercy. That it would be a reflection to us. They're looking down upon mercy under which would lay the the word and the law of God because even the angels are subject unto the word. What about the, the archangels? Some of you that like to read, 
you better source text and you better be critical about what you read. I'm going to say this right now. Be careful about what you read. We're in a time and day and age right now. There's more conspiracy theory. I'm not, I'm not taking a long time on this, but I'm going to tell you, you source what you read. Be careful. Make sure. It ought, if it don't line up with that word directly, get out of it. Get off of it. If I'm not your pastor, don't receive that. But if I'm your pastor, you better take that. What about the archangel that fights for us? How many archangels are directly mentioned in Scripture? We think that. That's, there's one name. We attribute to Gabriel, right? But Michael, we attribute to Gabriel. Who else? We only get three names of angels in the whole Bible. And one of them's loose. Seems to stand for reason, doesn't it, that one of the three's gone? We get one, we keep two. We get one named as an archangel. I've, I've seen people try to turn every, every angel in there into an archangel. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I think that if you look at the dream of Jacob, if you look and we call it Jacob's ladder, which is probably more like a staircase, it shows that there are assignments given to angels. That angels show up. You read it. We watch it through text. We may, we may stay in this for a little bit. I don't know. The angels, the way that they would come and the way that they would minister and the way that they would work. But I do know this. There seems to be an obvious relaying that the angels are drawn to one of two things. Obedience. Rebellion. Obedience. Rebellion. Romans. Chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Romans 8, 38 and 39, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you live for God, the angels didn't make you do it. And if you don't live for God, the angels didn't make you do it. If you live for God, you chose to accept the love of God and cling to the truth of His Word. Can I tell you this? Height nor depth, principalities or powers, even the angels themselves cannot separate us from the love of God. So that's not what this is after. If, I'm sorry, forgive me, but for the people that think every time someone dies they turn into an angel, you don't have text for that. I don't mean that offensive because some people, that's how they cope with it. Let me give you a new way to cope. Is that okay? I'm going to give you a new way to cope because that's, that's not how we cope. We cope because we know that those who are saved in Him, those who are saved in Him are taken to be in the presence of the Lord. For to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. You don't have to be an angel to be in His presence. 
Revelation says that they stood there with the angels around the throne of God. Woo! Telling somebody you don't need to build a fantasy to, to, to get yourself from this life to the next. The Bible's big enough for itself. Jude 1 and 9, yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bringing against him railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Man, wouldn't you like to have a, a, an angel just step into your situation? The Lord rebuke thee. I got to believe that those angels do fight on our behalf. How do you feel about a guardian angel? Well, I think it's a little tough to prove textually. But I do think that he's as close as the mention of his name. And with his presence, I believe, come the angels. I know that if he's drawn to worship, I know they're drawn to him. You want to know the one way? I've always, since I was young, thought, I know how to get some angels up in here. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy. I got a place in my prayer time where I just walk to the altar of incense and I say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Except the Lord fight the battle. Except, you, except the Lord build the house. They that labor, labor. In the, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And that's what I believe draws him. And I think that with him, So what do they look like? I don't know that everyone's got angels. I don't think that every time a bell rings. See, I didn't finish it. Some of y'all know. I'm going to tell you, that's about 80% of the crowd. So Clarence got you. (laughs) First Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 18. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Watch it. With the voice of the archangel. This is why people call Gabriel. And with the trump of God. I don't know if they're the same. I really don't care. (laughs) No offense. I don't care. I just want this. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then which we we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Here's some comfort for you. I'm going to be with the angels. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'm going to be with them that were dead in Christ and they were asleep. But there's coming a day when the tomb cannot hold them and the grave cannot hold them. I don't know where they were buried, but I know where they're going. If they believe, if they believe, and if we believe, God who at sundry times, Hebrews 1, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds 
who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins set down at the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they for unto which of the angels said he at any time thou art my son this day have I begotten thee and again I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son and again when he bringeth in his first begotten into the world he saith and let all the angels of God worship him and the angels he saith who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire but under the sun he saith thy throne O God is forever ever a scepter of righteousness in the scepter of thy kingdom verse 9 thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity obedience rebellion thou hast loved righteousness and hath hated iniquity therefore God even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows and thou Lord in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of thine hands they shall perish but thou remainest and they all shall wax old as doth a garment and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up and they shall be changed but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail but to which of the angels said he at any time sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them that shall be the heirs of salvation you love God and you serve God. I'm going to tell you right now what draws the angels you let someone start saying I see it in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin you let somebody like Brandon walk up to a baptismal and say he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth I've got an assurance are they not all ministering spirit I'm going to tell you what brings the angels that fight on our behalf. It's obedience to the word of God. That's why I make no apologies to say I want a church that worships God. I want to be a part of a church that magnifies God. If you don't want to worship him, it's fine. But I've got to be a part of a church that worships God. I want heaven's attention. It's why I've got to be guarded as a father and I've got to be guarded as a husband. I've got to be guarded as a man that walks through a world that is full of perversion and carnality and unrighteousness. I've got to make sure because every man is given a measure of faith and I've got to decide, am I going to choose obedience or am I going to choose rebellion? And I'm sorry to tell you, this is not a one-time choice. This is in every... This is in every... Hey, decision. If you get to choose which angels follow you, how would you choose? Well, I feel like they're under spiritual attack. I'll tell you how to get out of that. Worship God. For those that think it's deeper than that, I've, I've seen so many devils cast out, I've lost track. 
For people that want to make that more mystical than it is, get out, get back in the Bible and stop being silly about it. Right there, there is one name under heaven given among men. And when we take authority in the name of Jesus, I'm not dismissing that there are demons. There are. But there is a name. There is a God who is able. He's able. He's able to heal and save and deliver. Yeah, but they're battling addiction. I got a name for that. Yeah, well, they're battling oppression. I got a name for that. They're battling spirits of oppression. They're, they're battling spirits of perversion. I got a name for that. And in In case you're under the opinion it's not that easy, you watch him step his sandaled foot onto the sea of Gadarenes and that man possessed with a legion runs and falls. Read the text close. That man didn't speak to him. The devils did. We adjure thee. Don't send. We know where you can send us. We've played this game before. We've... We've played this game before. Anybody that's fought suicide in the last year, you hear me right now. That man was battling with a legion of demons that were the spirit of suicide. And if you don't believe that's textually correct, then you answer me why the swine ran off the cliff as soon as the spirits went in them. Madness will take you to a place where your desire to live no longer exists. It's why he cut himself in tombs night and days trying to allow that blood to flow out and endorphins to be released and him to feel hurt out here so that he didn't have to feel hurt in here. But one moment, one moment in the presence of God. One moment. One moment. One moment. God, walk in this place. God, walk in this place. Whatever you're battling today, if you walk to God and give it to God, I don't want this life. I don't want this lifestyle. I don't want rebellion. Let's just take a moment and worship God all over the building. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. I'm telling you, I've heard from God. And he wants you to answer the question, who am I attracting? Because you're much more than a body. You're a spirit. Stand with me all over the house. I'm going to stop. Somebody that wants a breakthrough in your family, I want you to run down to this altar while I'm finishing. I'm not in my car. You're not in We're going to be a, 
We're going to be a family with obedience to the word of God. I'm not asking if you got it all figured out. I'm not asking if you know every scripture. I'm just asking, do you want to serve God? And do you want the angels that fight on God's behalf to be drawn to you? Praise team, get in place. I'm going to have you sing here in a minute because I want people to really lift their voice. And I want you to really pray here in a minute. Woo! Revelation 5. And I beheld, I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beasts and the elders, the number of them 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Come on, begin to tell him he's worthy. He's worthy. 